Welcome to Beyond the Beats. My name is Samir Singhal. Thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 17. I'm out here in New York. Alec, what's up in San Francisco, dude? How you doing out there? Doing all right. I mean, it's uh, the weather isn't as great as it could be or should be, but we're doing all right. It's good to be back talking on the podcast after our uh, EDC trip, man. It's it's good to get back to it. Are you feeling um? Are you feeling like you know recharged and like re-energized? Definitely, man. Like actually, it's it's really nice having those experiences. Like even though they're really difficult and time-consuming and taxing, it's it's almost come back feeling refreshed, right? Like you know, do you, I don't know if you have that feeling, but yeah, we'll 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 get into that later on. I'm sure. Totally agreed. Yeah, we got a great uh, great episode here. We got a lot of stuff to catch up on because last week we didn't have our regular episode. Uh, but you know what? We're a podcast about EDM news and culture. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're gonna kick it right off at the top, Alec. I got a fantastic song that's been really putting me in my feels uh, for my on repeat. Are you ready for it? I am ready. Give it to me. All right, dude. Well, not like that. Just, you know. No, I'm going to give it to you Put straight. Plutonic. All right. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Uh, this this week, I got Artie, and it's his song, Tim. Uh, it's that tribute to Avicii Ooh. that he released after Avicii's passing. Have you have you heard this song before? You know, man. I, until you gave it to me, I have not. And yeah, uh, let, let's play it out. It's song. good. It's good. No doubt. Listeners, take take a listen here. I first I first heard this song um, when uh, the Ultra 2018 after movie was released. It was the last song that they had played uh, in that after movie, and man, that God, that song that that really made me feel some type of way, dude. For real, I, I love this song so. You're much. feeling? Are you in the feels now? Of post EDC feels? Is that? What's I would going say, on yeah, I would definitely say I'm in the feels, dude. You know, I don't. Oh my god, I miss EDC so much. Dude. It was just so <laughs> nice, like having the squad together. But we'll, we'll yeah, talk about that in a totally. little bit, right? But. This week, we got a lot of great stuff to talk about, listeners. All right, we got some of the artists that we're watching, but wait, we're giving you guys some updates as to what they have been up to. Really, really proud of the artists that we feature on this show, and they got some new releases that we just have to talk about with you guys. All right, we got some new music from the likes of Chris Lake. Man, I, I love Chris Lake, dude. I, let me just say that right now. I love Chris Lake, right? But we got Chocolate Puma. We got IO doing a remix of Above and Beyond. Uh, we got Rez. Everyone loves Rez. Space Mom, she's amazing. And then, of course, in our news and culture section, we're obviously going to be talking about EDC Vegas 2019 that we had both just attended. We're going to be talking about Ultra again. You guys might be surprised <laughs> how this saga is continuing. Um, but we're also talking about Snapchat. We're talking about Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike and their collaboration with Paris Hilton. We're going to move into the anti-plur moment. Then we're going to be talking about uh, the music that we're listening to this week. And, of course, our all-time favorite section of the show, the artists that we're watching. We have some really, really interesting people here in this section. Definitely, man. Well, that's a nice little overview. Thank Love you, it. sir. Let's, uh, dude, let's, let's go right into this, man. And first of all, Alec, you know, great idea, dude. You know, we, we feature artists on this show, right? And the artists that we're watching section. Um, but you know what, man, we got to keep up with what they're doing, man. These guys are seriously, seriously so talented. So, um, Alex, start us off, dude. Who, who is the first artist that, uh, has had a recent update? 
Yeah, well, I mean, and just kind of to preface this section, I think, you know, it's been a long time coming, but what I love to see is just the amount of music that the people we feature on our artists that we're watching, just how much music they're coming out with and they're just cranking it out. And all of the music that I've heard from them, you know, shout out to everybody. It's been fantastic. So hopefully we get to uh, cover it more, but they've been doing so much. We've been barely able to keep up and I, and I love that. I that's, a, that's a good challenge to have, I think, from our perspective. But the, the first one we'll talk about this week is going to be Cold War. Uh, we featured him a few episodes back and he's kind of got this really great mid-tempo I, I don't even melodic type of vibe to it where it's just a nice combination of both but he did this awesome corruption which is his word of saying um, his way of saying like a flip or a remix love how he's branded that there that's really smart yeah. on his end but he did totally. a corruption of um, self-destructive by Mothica and Samir, you could tell me I don't even know the original song to this. Do no, you? I, I don't. I don't either. But this this cold wall corruption, as they like to call it, um, this uh, flip is is incredible. These guys did a really good job with it, as usual, man, as usual. Definitely. So, listeners, if you would go check that out, you know we'll have this obviously in our in our show notes. But seriously, if you like cold wall, go check this out because this is absolutely it's a banging tune. It's honestly it's amazing. I, I really, really, really like it. Can't emphasize no that enough. And then just going into some more amazing music from the people that we've been watching, Duke and Jones. I mean, Samir, they have been just crushing this recently. Dude, shout out to them, man. They just released this Paradox EP on Barong Family. That, that's, that's big that's man so i feel cool. like that's, that's a big, big that's label a big sign. yeah yeah that's a big signing for them and like you know I, i'm a little bit hit hit quick take on this to me like do you feel like this fits the barong family type of style though i was a little definitely bit not confused. something i was expecting yeah definitely not something i was expecting to be a part of uh yellow claws label right i believe barong right. family's yep. yellow claws label definitely not something i was expecting to find on there but you know what man barong family is known for a little bit of their kind of harder bassier sometimes jungly sound so you know what i, I think sense. that barong family that. is uh yeah i think barong family is trying to switch it up a little bit man they got duke and jones with their uh four track ep paradox ep and you know what duke and jones shout out to you guys man nice job you guys killed it with another release for real they did it was awesome definitely go check that out listeners but moving forward we've got our regular new music section coming up and samir you already showcased the love that we have for this man and i can tell you already we'll talk about it later but he was awesome absolutely phenomenal at edc for his black book is that an alias or is that just kind of an out i'm not quite sure how to describe that yeah, I think it's just like a a special kind of set that Chris Lake wants to do. Like, I feel like it's like darker you're gonna go, type of vibes, right? You yeah, know? if you're gonna exactly, bro, exactly. Like, if you're gonna go to a Chris Lake Black Book set, you should be expecting like those darker house vibes. And bro, Alec, this 
uh, I've, I, we'll talk about this with the EDC, right? Well, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like itching to get there. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> no, no, totally, yeah. Totally. But uh, dude, again, Chris Lake, you are so freaking talented, man. And this song stay with me that you did is just wonderful. Truly showcasing the talent that he's able to just pump out with every single release. You guys have got to hear this song and you have got to see him live in any capacity. He's just so good. This was awesome. But you know, Chris Lake, great release there. And you killed it at EDC too, which no we'll doubt. talk about later above and beyond alchemy io's remix i know a i lot never of thought i'd IO. see this i know io doing a remix of above and beyond like i feel like i was i would have never seen this coming dude really i, I never would have seen this coming. well apparently he's been playing this out at his sets for a little while now so yeah. it seemed like there was a lot of excitement i remember going into the edc group and they uh were like really excited that he's finally you know quote unquote finally releasing this so this is this is a great tune if you're into io which is kind of the how would you describe it samir it's kind of a uh it, I don't want to say intro to techno for people, but he kind of is that. But it's that's yeah. not derogatory in any way. Like, I love what he's, he's doing. Um, and he's doing an awesome job with it. But it's kind of like, you know, if you're not into the minimalistic techno, then you'll like IO. Right. We've talked about this, right? We've talked about this in episode 15 when we were first talking about IO. This guy is perfect for those folks who are like, oh, I kind of want to get into techno, but, you know, I just feel like it's just a little bit too quote-unquote basic for me like there's not enough going on in it right io is perfect for you guys seriously check out io this man is smashing it and you know what this remix of above and beyond has a signature io song sound and you guys are gonna love it yeah i couldn't agree more with you man and and talking about someone who's really experimenting with his sound now jaws remixed shaded jaws. <laughs> yeah you jaws. Like, that. <laughs> Alec, you love jaws I really do. He's, he's a good guy. He's a really yeah. good guy. I haven't met him, but he's a good guy. I'm sure. Yeah, he is. seems like it. Yeah, he but seems like bro, it. this another remix, man. Another remix by Jaws. Just <laughs> it's it smashes, dude. It smashes once again. It does. It really does. It was actually a bit different than what I thought it would be. I, I don't know. I was just about to say that. Yeah, we, you were surprised by it too, right? But I, nonetheless, I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, me too, dude. Me too. And this is definitely something I can see myself just kind of continue to pump out in the car for real. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Bro, this next one, Chocolate, Puma, and Carta. Love it, man. What? This was, yeah, I know. You know, I think they've been teasing that they would do something together. Have yeah. they done something before? But I feel like they've always so. been... I just yeah. don't know. If I follow, I follow like Carter on Instagram, I remember even just like a year ago, they, you know, were doing, you know, sets together or he would like open for him. And he's, it seems like Carter's really taken a liking to Chocolate Puma. So this is awesome that they finally got in the studio together. No doubt, dude. No, no doubt. And... I just, I'm shocked. Uh, I love it. I love what these guys did. And dude, Carta is such a cool guy too. It was just, it was so dope, like talking to him on the art car EDC. He's a really nice guy. Um, but That's awesome. Th- yeah, yeah that. That, that, that definitely made my night, uh, the first night of EDC. But bro, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is so sick. I, 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 it's such a great, like pounding house music song. If you like that, this is it for you guys right here. Yeah, it's, it's a good mix of both of their styles and you can really see the, the, crossover yeah. influence so you know check out zong by chocolate puma and Carter. Yeah. well again we'll have this all in the show notes but someone you know we've been talking about space you know or i'll say because i'm <laughs> english mum rather than mom oh uh, God. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right space mom i know it really doesn't, all, it doesn't actually it's not good yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know I, I have to ask people in english if they listen to res like what do you say what yeah you it's it? definitely space mom dude okay space yeah. mom Coming out with dark. Know. I'm becoming age. more Americanized, so it's fine, I guess. Like, yeah, slowly but surely, that. dude. You're becoming, oh, no, you're becoming more of a Californian too. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, God, I'm pretty sure I saw like a dread. I'm pretty sure I saw a dread. <laughs> Don't give. All right, they've never seen my face. Don't give them the wrong impression of what I look like. That's true. Yeah, no doubt, dude. But uh, Rez with this song "Dark Age." Oh man, I, I loved it, Alec. I loved it. You know, I love Rez. I feel like though sometimes she can kind of keep playing to the same sound, the same structure. Mm. But I thought "Dark Age" was actually a really, really kind of breath of fresh air for the releases that she's been pumping out. What, what did you think? No, I, I agree with you there. I think it's a slightly different direction. It's it's almost got that real. 1788L influence in there or vibe. I, w- I shouldn't say influence because I think she influenced him, but yeah. um, it, it's definitely a little, it's a little bit different, right? Like you can really tell on the drop. It's not quite the, um, it's got that mid-tempo feel rather than her own. I mean, I don't even know how to classify her music. It's just like kind of a mix of all these things. But it, if you like Rez, definitely go check this out. Um, side note on this, she has said on Twitter that she is going to be releasing an album, I believe in June or an EP you know don't hold me to that but it's either an ep or an album kind of the same thing anyway nowadays but that's going to be released pretty yeah. soon so uh I, i'm really excited for that and if, if this is the direction she's headed in and uh finally to cap off the new music section mala with this guy jackknife they pumped out a song called revolt dude this shit slaps as usual mala just coming out with absolute slappers you know man it does but i'm gonna go ahead on record here and say that this is not my favorite what dude i i honestly bro i think this is one of my more favorite recent releases from all oh, but i just honest. feel like it's not his style though it's just different you know and maybe that's jackknife being influ- you know having the influence there but it's just it's different i don't know i was just not expecting that i was a little disappointed i'm not gonna lie but wow i know i know oh man i don't think i've ever said that for a mala song i think it's the first one my heart is broken, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, right. hey, he's got to be positive on him. I still love the guy. Come on. Like, yeah. I love his music. But this listeners, go decide live, for yourself. Dude. Yeah, yeah. The, they'll just have to go decide for themselves. So again, listeners, you'll yeah. find this all in our show notes. So go check out these new songs. But Samir, di- diving into the world of EDM and the vast world it is, let's start with our EDC recap, since I know a lot of people will be interested in hearing that. So, Samir, I guess the best place probably to start is what What was your general feeling of the event in general, right? Like, what was the vibe that you got? Did you like it? Was it as good as when we last went in 2017? Dude. Oh, man. I, I You know, I got to say, like, when we went to EDC Vegas in 2017, I thought that was going to be a tough bar to beat. You know what I mean? Just, like, based on mm-hmm. everything that they put together, production-wise, stages, you know, all the different installations and art installations to look at. And you know what? Maybe I saw more of it because I was I went to EDC once before, so maybe I took a little bit more time to explore the art installations, which, by the way, listeners, you guys should definitely do. There is so much to see. But yeah. what, a, just, uh, what a beautiful weekend, man. What a beautiful weekend. You know, obviously the weather could have been a little bit better. It got <laughs> a little quite, bit, dude. Yeah, yeah that's an understatement. I know, it I know. It was freezing. It was freezing. Yeah, listeners, it would get down to, like, during the nighttime, it would get down to mid 50s and like super super windy you know what Very i mean windy. to the point where like on the second day of edc they had to shut down kinetic field which is the main stage um in fear of things kind of like i don't know toppling over like they completely had to like shut down tiesto's set rl grime didn't get a chance to play well he well, went on base pod actually he got yeah he went on base yeah, pod the next but day not on yeah, the kinetic field yeah yeah but um you know with, with all that being said edc still has that magic dude it really does i i I just, as soon as we walked in, I just couldn't stop smiling. It's just such a beautiful festival. 
the vibes are really on point. I think I think the cold weather kind of put a damper down for some people because I think especially yeah. first timers weren't expecting it for Vegas. Yeah. But I just I, I loved every moment of it, dude. I really, really did. I love EDC and I would I'm already thinking about going back for twenty twenty. Wow, already that yeah. soon. Yeah. Damn what about you, Alec? What do you think? You know, man, I, I really enjoyed it. And like EDC is definitely very special. And I think the production was absolutely on point this year. I mean, the stages were just, they were amazing. They were phenomenal. And like, they keep adding stuff to it. And I don't know how they do it, but I don't know. How the, I think it. the best thing is that they keep adding to it, right? But there's still no sound bleed when you're in the stages. I know. It's unreal. I've never seen anything like it. Like the fact that they have so many of these stages and they keep adding art cars and stuff, right? And like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I loved Stereo Bloom. I thought that was an awesome- Dude, yes. Yeah, right, yes. Like Stereo Bloom oh was awesome. God, just stage. the, and the vibes, it was a great stage too. And I just found that, you know, it's gr- it was a best stage for house music, really. It was just a great house music stage, you know, and I thought they did a good job and they kept switching people around there. But needs to say, we only saw really house there and that was the predominant portion of the acts were there. But yeah, that was really awesome. Now, having said all of this, and I really did enjoy EDC, right? So take this with a grain of salt as you will, because I really did enjoy it. But I don't think the vibes were as good as when we were there in 2017. I don't. Interesting. I, I got a different feel from it, man. And I've been talking with my girlfriend about it, you know, and this was her first time. So she really yeah. enjoyed it. But here's the thing too. And I genuinely think it might be just as simple as this. I think it was just bloody cold. And I think people just weren't as, you know, chipper or energized as they might be. There just seemed to be a little bit of a dampened mood. I feel like sometimes we're walking out of a set, like during in the middle of the set, it was fine. But I just feel like in general, people were just a little bit more antsy, a little bit more, you know, not as like friendly. I don't know. I, I don't want to paint a bad picture in saying that it was like bad. But if you look through like the EDC post, a lot of people had a similar taste, you know, in their mouth. Yeah. But uh, it's a hundred percent still uh, a festival to go to. I think there was just a lot of external factors, right? Like the traffic for the, you know, the shuttles were a mess. Oh the first yeah. Day. So oh, that was such a mess the first day. Exactly. And I think you know if the and I think the predominant portion of people who are like, oh, I did not like the festival. They're probably people who haven't been before and were expecting something different. You know, so if if you're one of those people, if if you felt like you didn't really enjoy EDC, definitely go back and try it again because. You know, this, this was just so many externalities that they couldn't control for that, you know, really might have dampened some people's vibes a bit, right? Um, but o- overall, it was 100% worth the money, though. I mean, I absolutely, I had an amazing time, right? Because yeah. I'm not really bothered too much by the cold, so it doesn't really yeah. bother me. Yeah, I, Alec, you know I am, dude. You, you know I hate the fucking cold. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know if you remember, but like day two, I was like, all right, Alec, I think I'm going to yeah. bounce early, dude. I can't, I, I can't do this anymore. Because I didn't, I didn't bring a sweater or a jacket with, with me or anything, so I was straight up... But we didn't. We didn't end up going early, though. But we didn't end up going. We didn't end up going early, though. Really, like maybe like thirty minutes early. Yeah, I think it's mostly also just to be mindful of the traffic on you know on the way back. But yeah, no, Alec, we we were dude. The whole squad, dude. We were all champs, man. Open to close every single night. I know, man. That's, uh, I think that's we, we really did a good job there. Yeah, but you know what, man? It's interesting that you bring up the vibe, right? Because I, I, I think I felt that a little bit, right? But I really think it was just the cold weather there. That's what. But I mean. I'll say, dude. I, th- there were some points where I felt like the vibe was at an extreme, extreme positive high. You know what I mean? Like I traded candy with people. It was wonderful, <laughs> man. And I didn't. I was just awesome, dude. I, I never really. I think I got like three pieces of candy. You know, and uh, I I don't make any candy, but you know, I guess I was just vibing with other people there. You know me, Alec. I love to talk to others. It was yes, just, you do. Yeah, it was just it was just wonderful, dude. It was I had a really good time. No, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, and I'm trying to convince my girlfriend to go too, and you know, I, I it just 
Yo, shout out to also this uh, WhatsApp group that I'm in, the Global EDC chat. You guys are so freaking awesome. Thank you guys so much for the for the support of the podcast. Oh, yeah, that, just... that's really awesome. I love that too, yeah. by the way. Yeah, they're so sweet, dude. They really, really are. So shout out to that fam. You guys are just amazing. Thanks for, you know, keeping the, the you know, the hype going and just all the love. But, um, dude, Alec, right now, give me your top three EDC Vegas sets. What what do you have to say? God, that's a, that's a tough one. Jesus. Because there's, and I will say this actually, and before backtracking a little bit before I get into this, I will say I think the sets overall were actually better this year than when we saw them in 2017. Totally agreed. I think everybody totally that, everybody we saw absolutely crushed it. Like I, I really do. Like everyone I saw crushed it. So, oh god, in terms of favorite sets, well, I think you know my number one favorite set probably has to go. Oh, this is a tough one. Hats off. I I really really enjoyed Chris Lorenzo's set. <laughs> nice man yeah man like i've seen him before one time before but he he just really was vibing well with the crowd and he was just very creative and i I really enjoyed it so i brought our buddy andres along too and he really had a good time as well um there so that has to be kind of like my number one set number two set again it's chris the other chris chris lake with his black yes That was an awesome, awesome, awesome set. God, in, I can't even rank these, man, because I'm just thinking of a third one. Akali. Akali absolutely killed Word it. Word up. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can't even put him as third. I don't know. He's either first, second, third, whatever you want to call it, because it's just different genres, right? But, you know, definitely yeah. top three set for me. Akali, congrats for, for that amazing, amazing set. And I didn't realize this, but this was like his biggest set he's done. Like, remember when yeah. he said that? I was, I was yeah. a little bit shocked, but it makes sense thinking about it now. Like I haven't seen him really headline too many festivals and close stages out, right? Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right, Alec. You're absolutely, absolutely right, dude. Man, Akali just fucking smashed it, dude. There's no doubt about it. I thought Akali was better than Millennium. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I again I'm I'm very I, I don't know if I could compare them but I see what you're saying like yeah. you know in terms of just pure like purely like enjoying it right like not yeah. even then yeah I I kind of would have agreed with you there like Akali just had an amazing amazing yeah. set it was like a 70 minute set I think it was a little bit extended too yeah which was and nice. don't get me wrong dude Elenium was magical bro and, and it just it just honestly but he went harder every- man you keep saying he's magical but he went like this is his DJ set right so it's not his live sh- it's yeah. not his live show but I, he went pretty hard yeah when I say magical I mean I mean like just having all nine of us together. Mm was mm-hmm. awesome dude and then you know obviously just meeting up with some more kind of extended family right. uh, you know friends that was just it was just really wonderful dude the vibes were at an all-time high I and he played some just... like feelsy songs too which was exactly good, you know? and like yeah no i i, exactly. I get what you're saying there definitely yeah but you know man I, I again like i think you're right like i probably if i had to if i had to compare them i would say that i enjoyed akali's set over elenium yeah you know but and and like i just three such a hard number why should have pick three man i can't pick it's so tough i know i'm so, so okay, many give, give me some honorable mentions oh, i mean this is beyond honorable mentions um anna 
absolutely crushed it in Neon Word Garden. Up. I mean, she and I've talked to quite a few people, um, just like chatting with them on the EDC, like you know, Facebook group, and a lot of people said they like the same thing when I put like, who is your favorite, um, you know, techno person that played at Neon Garden? I said Anna, and a lot of people were like, yes, I was thinking the same thing. I hadn't listened to her before, and but you know, she crushed it, and she really, really did. You know, it's a shame we couldn't stay there for the whole time, but. It was, you know, I, I've seen her once before and, I, and I'm glad. What, what did you think? Because this was your first time seeing yeah. Anna. What, Dude, what did you think? Man, I really wish I, man, I, really wish I got long a chance enough. to stay in there longer. Yeah, yeah I know. I didn't get a chance tough. to stay in there for too long. Um, would but, you? All right, but would you go see her like if she yes. had it? Okay, good. All yes, right, there we definitely, go. dude. From what I've heard, I, I, like, I completely agree with you. Like, I feel like she was going, she's more of like a melodic techno, right? She still yes. has that, that dark thumping kick to her but i mean she had that beautiful melodic sound to, to her as well i thought it was just i thought it was wonderful dude that whole drum code takeover on sunday night was awesome you know uh bart skills back-to-back leighton giordani you know that was sick just just a wonderful wonderful night um and anna absolutely smashed it i would totally go catch her again definitely um, man but hey you know what i'm just thinking here why don't we why don't you give your like top three and then we'll yeah we'll kind of bounce back and forth with honorable mentions because i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of crossover and we're gonna want to discuss them anyway so what samir what were your top three yeah all right top three you ready for this dude this Let's this go. goes without saying I'm eric right. prids dude oh, yeah, eric shit, prids. See? Oh, god there's so many people <laughs> i know uh, eric he prids on the it. circuit grounds dude Oh my god! That honestly, Alec, that was everything I've ever wanted. Like I, I've been waiting to see him on the circuit grounds at EDC Vegas for a long time because I don't know if you remember in EDC 2017, he wasn't on the lineup, so that was kind of a bummer for me because I mm. love Eric Pritz. But that was my 12th time seeing him, and uh, I, I love Jesus, him. Jesus, man! Yeah. Mean, wow. That's, yeah, that's yeah, dude, die hard over here, die hard, man. <laughs> and um, you know, he actually just did a really special hollow show in London, like literally yesterday from the day that we're recording yeah, that this podcast. Cool. So that would yeah. be awesome. I want to see his uh, like hollow show, man. Like that is something. Oh, it's so sick, do. dude! It's so hard. Yeah, to catch I'll it. definitely tell you a little bit more about that. But yeah. uh, dude, Eric Prids, obviously, that's no doubt. Uh, I got Chris Lake Black Book, dude. That yeah. that set was awesome that was. was everything i was expecting from it and more in fact i just bought the t-shirt for it like the edc chris lake collaboration t-shirt because that shit was so sick um and then on top of that uh ikali I thought Akali was just absolutely insane, dude. But yeah, he was. He, he, I just loved his set. I love seeing Akali. Every time I see him, he's just wonderful. He's got that vibe right, but he just he knows when to go hard. His mashups are insane, as we've discussed multiple times. So just shout out to Akali on that one. Um, and then some honorable mentions, dude. Yo, you were absolutely right. Quicks fucking yes, killed it I on told Cosmic you, man. Meadow, dude. I that was such you. a great set. I know. It's it's again like it's so hard to like, you know, put someone in the top three, but Quix is like close for me. It's being that he really crushed it. And I told you, like, this was a set that I think, you know, I, I just feel bad, man, because let's talk about this for a second. They put him at four AM. Yeah. And I just thought, come on, like a sunrise set on Cosmic Meadow, like when you're playing like trap and it's just not the right vibe. Yeah. You know, but it was an amazing set. Like just imagine though, if he had like that two thirty 3 a.m. Yeah. slot it, he would it, a lot more people would have been there like he had like he had a big crowd i think next year he's gonna have it you know Good. I hope um, so. yeah just it. just wonderful wonderful set by quicks you're absolutely right about that one alex so thank you for that dope recommendation 
Um, who else? Damn, dude. There's, I feel like we just saw so many people. Of course, Skrillex doing a surprise set was so sick. Yeah, that was um, awesome. You know who else? We didn't mention this, man, but I, I'm going, I'm pegging this guy as being like probably the most improved DJ and producer. I, I've seen mo- mo- mostly DJ rather than producer. He's always been a good producer, but a mu- uh, I think a better DJ than when I've, when we saw him first. But Bijou, man, Bijou crushed yes, it. Yes, dude. Yes, I think it was the first set that it we had, that we went to on Friday night, right? It Perfect was. way to set the vibe. Yeah, he. Re- I mean, honestly, like I was incredible. I was really impressed with that. That was, yeah. and he had he had a lot of people there, and everyone was moving. And this, this no was like you know, this was one of the earliest sets, right? I think it was like a nine p.m. something like that. So yeah, Bijou we saw, and he was great. Um, who else that we're trying to? Oh, we have to talk about that. Did we? Were you? You were with me, right? For. Um, Scream back to back, Rusko. No, you no, weren't with man, me, right? No, you weren't. No, unfortunately oh, not. Man, yeah, that I, I have to go find our friend. Yeah, awesome, I know. dude. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It, I, I kind of wish. I don't think I took any videos just because I was enjoying it so much. Like, I, I wish, I wish I did, but I was like, this is like memorable. I have to, you know, watch this. But it was so cool seeing them do that. That's right. I, you know, I'm remembering right now. There was some type of clash and. You, you couldn't make it with uh yeah it was like just i think it was just andres you know our, our buddy listeners is guy andres we went to ec 2017 with and then my girlfriend and we went and this is even my girlfriend really liked it and um who really killed it before going into them set the perfect vibe was ganja white knight ganja white knight crushed it like going into them dude hell yeah like, that was I've heard amazing awesome, things about him yeah it was awesome but you know shout out to screen back to back Ruska. that was a very memorable set and seemed like everybody who was there could really appreciate it you know because this was some old school you know um dubstep not like the oldest old school where it's a little bit more minimal but this was you know pretty yeah. damn old school like it was it was awesome i loved it yeah i i got i just want to give a few more honorable mentions here dude boombox cartel <laughs> yeah. on the cosmic meadow was so I sick i wish i saw it that's, man i wish I yeah did. that's I where wish. um that's where we split up from anna dude um that's that's, right. that's why yeah that's where i went to uh and again i, I was bummed i had to miss anna but dude boombox cartel did not disappoint squatted up with some of our friends and uh it was just a wonderful wonderful time and then dude chami mala again with the no redemption tour i was concerned about this set I'll, and i'll tell you why right because okay. we've seen it we've seen it twice i think right. maybe three twice. No, twice yeah and um i was concerned that they were going to kind of play the same set again but dude they really switched up a lot of the tracks that they were playing out and it was it was awesome dude just hearing some new ids and the again the vibe was was just right people love this back-to-back they really do and I, I was loving every moment of it. Yeah, that, I'm sure, man. That, that's something, you know, again, like we were split up, so we didn't see that. But um, I'm glad to hear that they didn't stick to what they've been doing. Um, yeah. That, that's great. I mean, I don't know why it would ever be of a doubt. Like, they're just such great DJs. And yeah, you know, it's just... Exactly. <sighs> but uh, listeners, EDC Vegas, magical, magical time. I'm happy to report also that... Um, you know, this is something that I always kind of keep an eye out for, these sorts of statistics, and uh, nobody had, there were no tragic passings at EDC Vegas this year. So I think this is important to call out real quick, Alex, just because mm-hmm. um, well, ever since they've moved the, the the date of the event, right, from June, and listeners keep in mind, we're talking about in the summertime in Vegas, so June is hot, hot, hot. We've talked about this before on this podcast, but you know, May 2018, May 2019, you know, they moved the event to this time frame. The weather has been much cooler at times if it was a bit too cold for us, but you know what? That's fine. Mother nature is unpredictable. Um, And there have been no passings in 2018 and 2019. So this is a good move. You know, I think, I think moving the event to May was a great idea. Uh, It's keeping people safer. You know what I mean? 
and and it's, there's just less extreme conditions for um you know unfortunate incidents to happen so i think this is a good move on insomniac's part yeah they did they, that i agree with that man like just less of a yeah. chance of overheating and you know it, it's it was definitely a smart move you know and uh it's probably something they planned for a little while anyway because of the camp you know the campground like you know any listeners if you were there at edc and you went to the campground please let us know how it was because you know this is something that we were considering doing um love to hear some feedback on that because no that, that looked awesome too and and Samir like I don't know if you have any more honorable mentions but just before we move on I think last one that I can think of now sorry to anybody that I'm not mentioning there's just so many you know great acts there I mean there's two people actually one 13 you know I was saying that 13 would crush it and 13 did unfortunately our shuttles were delayed so I couldn't see him on the um circuit on circuit grounds that stage the big stage but i saw him at the parliament art car and he really really crushed it shout out to uh, i think it's cali rife or cali reef who was on mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. 13 at the parliament art car i was very very impressed it was you know very eclectic style of kind of like trap with some house thrown in there and even some dubstep so it was really really well done on that one too that's somebody else to keep an eye out from and then lastly amc oh no wait it was amc plus turno that was good the drum and bass set was really good but also dimension back-to-back culture shock yes Yes. some great dmb there man i love that song still stuck in my head devotion by dimension i love it give me your devotion yeah just like that wow man you just would have fooled me thank you i've got to hit that pitch right you you got it playing right now that was you wow that was me. Wow. Yeah, that oh was me. Yeah, okay, like Dimension. That? Come on, dude. You got some. You got some new vocals yeah. over here. Let, let me let me do a cover of that shit. Uh, <laughs> great song. Great song. But man, I'm I'm just excited. You know that EDC Vegas was such a great time, and we brought some new fir- you know first timers with us, and I'm just happy to hear that they had a good time, and just can't wait. I can't wait for for 2020, dude. I'm being honest. I think I'm gonna go again. I'm not gonna lie. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. see, man. We've definitely got we've got some festivals to hit up uh if anyone any listeners have some recommendations you know because we're feeling kind of blue after edc you know put some festivals that we may not have heard up on our uh you know horizon give us a you know comment and on our socials on our posts for this week's episode or just feel free to shoot us a dm We, we would love to look into some new festivals too no doubt all right alex speaking of festivals let's move on dude real quick just want to quickly <laughs> oh, talk boy. about this because i'm so sick and tired of talking about ultra <laughs> every week of the of the podcast right and listeners i'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing this shit but the saga continues all right miami officials they're trying to bring ultra back after ultra announced that they will not be returning to miami right so listeners in case you guys don't remember Ultra has been taking place in Miami for quite some time now. They got kicked out of their original venue in downtown Miami at Bayfront Park. Alec and I have attended. It's a great venue, but it's surrounded by all these residential buildings. So you can kind of understand why the residences, residents of downtown Miami do not want Ultra around anymore. They got kicked out to Virginia Key, which is a small little island off the coast of Miami. But there were just some serious issues uh, with that venue that just weren't, that just didn't lead to a great Ultra production and vibe that you're used to with ultra music festival about two weeks ago ultra said in a statement on on their social media they said that we're not returning to miami we're gonna be we're, we're gonna take this opportunity to find a new venue in uh you know southern florida ultra is now looking for a new home after just one year in virginia key organizers have announced they are parting ways with the city of miami mayor francis suarez called the move bittersweet as he knows it was a headache to a lot of residents he did praise the three-day music festival for bringing in two million dollars for the city every year he says he doesn't blame the organizers, as he knows Virginia Key was not their venue of choice. There were also major issues this year with logistics and transportation. 
Miami officials, after they kicked out my, you know, Ultra and gave them a hard time, they they want to bring Ultra back. They realize <laughs> how Jesus. much I know. Can you believe this? This shit just it, it's never <sighs> ending. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. They 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 realize how, just how much money uh, Ultra and Miami Music Week brings in, and they're trying to find a compromise with Ultra to bring them back. So. Let's see what happens. Listeners, we'll keep you guys updated, but that's all we're going to say on this topic for now. There's really not that many details. I believe there's a vote coming up next week or, you know, the following week. So as more updates come around, we will definitely keep you guys updated. You know, subscribe to Beyond the Beats. You already know we're following this ultra debacle very closely. Yeah, definitely, man. It's just weird, you know, and just to round it off, I want to read like a quote. It's uh, from an article in the Miami Herald. And this is the commissioner, all right, uh, Keon Hardeman. This is what he said. He said, it just reminded me of being in a relationship, then breaking up with somebody that you're not ready to stop dating. That's just such a weird way to talk about this thing. It's a fucking music festival, guys. Get it together. Or just like decide. Just decide what you want, right? Decide what you want. Anyhow, hopefully it won't be too much of that. But yeah, as he said to me, we'll keep the listeners updated on that. All right. Alec. (laughs) Yes, sir. I think you've already mentioned this um, at the top of the show a little bit, but Rez, she just announced a new EP, Space Mom. It's going to be released on July 24th. I'm hyped. Oh, that's I, right. I July, hope. not June. I thought it was June. Yeah, July. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, July 24th. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, we love Space Mom out here, that dark, bassy shit. She likes to get weird. She likes to keep it alien, and uh, her sets, they consistently kill it. I do feel like at times that her, her, her sound just kind of starts to sound the same after a while. You know what I mean? Like, I saw her four times in 2017, and, like, yeah, it was cool, but I think, like, at the end of it, I was just kind of, like, over, right. like, her her dark, spacey vibe. Alec, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely... I, I think you run the risk of that if you just go see anybody that amount of times in a, in a, in a year. Not right? with Prids. Well, that's just Eric Prids. I mean, and that's just you. Like, <laughs> no, that's a lot of yeah, people for yeah, Eric Yeah, you might Prids. be right. No, no, there's a lot of people who are Eric Prids. I think, I think maybe also because it's quite a, it is such a unique thing, right? And that's part of the, what's awesome about it is that it's very unique. So if you go that many times, you know, to see, you know, music that sounds unique, maybe it you, loses that kind of unique sound. So, yeah. And I also think, you know, on, on, you know, to be fair to Rez too, you know, she, she's always said that she's a producer first and foremost, more than the DJ. So, you know, she's not going to be DJing it some like laid back Luke would with house music, just like throwing a bunch of different stuff in there. You know, she's got yeah. her, her story she wants to, you know, show and she wants to showcase her album and the music. So the sets probably don't change all too, too much. And it's more of the focus on the songs rather than, oh, look, you know, I can make these awesome transitions. Neither of which is bad. It's just, you know, just, I think it's just different styles, right? Um, but that about be interesting. And Samir, I, I, one thing about this though that I think is really interesting is that I've heard rumors and I'll have to go back and find where I saw this, but she wants to do some type of VR concert for her new ep whoa dude yes so that would be insane that's the biggest one because you remember when she released the halloween thing that she did which had the visual that was the visual mix right it was put on youtube yeah, oh, yeah that went, was sick. so i think she's just been ramping up for that something like that because there was a lot of very positive reception to that and i think that would be an awesome experience to see vr but i just don't know like do you have to wear the goggles and everything i don't know how i feel yeah i, I mean i i've done like a vr thing for for a music video once before it was like um oh it was kaigo's um 
But you can't. I think it's Kai goes carry me. Okay. I don't know if you you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so no, there's like a VR good. music video for that, um, and it was sick, dude. It was actually really, really, really cool. Uh, but I can't imagine like watching a full concert like that. I, I think I'd get a yeah. little bit dizzy. I felt dizzy after that three minute, 30 second video. You well, know? It's like also your dance. I, I don't know. I mean, people do the silent disco. So I guess it's not so much as like having something on your head like that. But yeah, I, I think maybe you'd have to be really careful of how intense it is, you know, and yeah. just probably the dizziness. But well, let's say we'll keep you updated on that. That would be a very interesting thing should it happen. But Samir, I know we've been banging on about this IMS Ibiza you know, kind of the um, yes. the mecca for all things business and all things trends in the electronic music industry. And the reason why we held off on talking about the 2018 one is, well, it's that time of year again for the next iteration. Yep. So the IMS Ibiza 2019 um, summary and report, the full report is out. Uh, we're actually going to talk more about that next week, but we figured we will delve in to give you a little bit of a taste of what the report will cover. And this year, there's a very large focus on mental health, which I think is great. It's a great yeah. focus to, you know, to have this year and particularly, obviously, because of, um, you know, RIP to Avicii or team Tim Bergling. But his uh, Avicii's father, Klaus, actually talked at IMS Ibiza, you know, man. And I thought that was really cool that they're bringing him yeah. to the forefront and the he was talking about his initiatives and stuff, right? Like he was alongside with Pete Tong talking about the Tim Berglinger Foundation and all the initiatives that they'll be launching out to raise mental health awareness, man. What do you think? I just love that such a big organization and such a big event here in this EDM you know, world or sphere. Uh, I just love that they're putting such a big amount of attention on mental health on this scene, right? I mean, I feel like, man, you know, just 2018, 2019, we've seen a lot of, I don't want to say breakdowns because i don't think that's the right word i don't i don't like to use that word but i think mm. we've seen a lot of um well no man you know, i think that's fairly i know i know it's not nice but i really think you know reality check i think that's exactly what's kind of happened yeah i mean let's be real yeah. not just in edm but just in music in general yeah in music in ge- exactly dude yeah I, I just i just like that we're trying to give a little bit more light and trying to shed a little bit more knowledge on mental health and like how the music scene can negatively impact that in a lot of way in a lot of ways and i just think that having Klaus Bergling, who is Tim Bergling's father or Avicii's father, you know, address IMS Ibiza, it just sets the tone. It, it you know, it sets the tone because Avicii is one of the biggest names here, and you know, for somebody who seems like they they had it all, we no, I don't think anybody really realized how deeply he was struggling, right? So, outside appearances, they don't always truly reflect what a person's feeling on the inside. And I, I'm just glad that there is more awareness to this to this topic here. No, definitely, man. And, you know, I think this is a really interesting point that Klaus brought up at the conference, right? And it really plays yeah. into what you're saying is that he, he's, here's a quote from this. It's not many jobs that you can drink while you work or you're allowed to. If you start drinking at your job, your manager is supposed to take care of you quickly. Like, pause. Life as a DJ and travels where you don't get any rest between. You travel a lot, you sleep less. The pressure is great depending on the individual. Some people handle it perfectly, others don't. And I think exactly. and I, that's such a perfect way to say it, particularly that last yeah. part, right? Which is just saying, look, you know, this is a, a unique job where, you, you know, it's a party vibe. And he doesn't necessarily say that that's a bad thing, right? But he's just saying there needs to be a framework of, you know, uh, some, a support, you know, network built into that. And I don't think it's really been doing, you know, uh, I don't think people have done a really good job of that in terms of providing that support network for DJs who, I mean, they're relentless, man. I mean, they're traveling, they're, you know, you're you're just part, your life is a massive party, right? So it's hard not to develop that codependency on 
alcohol or other substances to keep you going and keep you in that vibe you know so I, i'm really glad that you know he, he's been talking about this me too dude me too and uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this report next week on the podcast here listeners we promise we'll do it i know we've talked about it <laughs> yeah, before I but know. you know we will this time we'll I definitely mean, we will. yeah definitely yeah it's just important there's important topics that we need to discuss here and i think everybody should just be aware of the business uh that's behind edm and and you know just that make the events happen. Uh, and real quick, man, just while we're on the topic of uh, Avicii here, but his uh, his his new album, Tim, the tracklist has been released, right? We got uh, a couple of interesting collaborations here, right? You got um, you got Imagine Dragons on one of these tracks, right? Oh, it's wow. called Heart Upon My Sleeve. Yeah, it's a 12-track album. You got, you hmm. know, a couple of the singles have already been released, like SOS and Tough Love. Uh, on Tough Love, we've noticed that Vargas and Lagola have been featured on this track, but they're also featured on two other tracks as well. One is called Peace of Mind and one is called Excuse Me Sir. So it's uh it's it's interesting. More details are coming out, but there's also uh you know some other interesting people that you see in the credits here for this album. You got Tom Petty, which is uh definitely not somebody who I thought mm. we would see here, but Tom Petty is on it as well. So we'll we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to this album coming out, man. I'm looking forward to hearing his work before he had passed. Yeah, very much so, man. Very much so. All right, Alec. Let's move on, brother. All right. We got uh, we got Snapchat, right? A name, a, a social media platform that I don't really use anymore. And I never thought I would ever mention it ever again because Snapchat just seems like it's dying. But these guys are trying to hold on for dear life, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, and I think the epitome of the fact that it seems like it's dying out is the fact that they're no longer called Snapchat, but everyone calls them Snapchat. It's just Snap now yeah it's just so snap, i think exactly. it's funny that yeah. even in the article they say snapchat so that's you know it's i don't know if that that might just show something where you know they're not they're in a bit of trouble i mean they're losing a lot yeah. of users but reason why i think this is just good to talk about right is just looking at how these social media platforms and how tech in general there's a real confluence of tech and music right now you know and and, and i think as this start progressing right the last couple episodes we've discussed how you know Fortnite has been starting to play a big role even minecraft where you have these virtual festivals and concerts being put on by the people like marshmallow really tapping into the the newer generations younger generations that gen z and getting them just into electronic music so i think this confluence of technology with music is really going to pave the way for electronic music to actually become a lot more mainstream right just because of the the nature of it you know it sounds you know like it was made on a machine right and just that alone combined with the fact that you know there's so much you can do now with electronic music and technology is just you know the reason why it's just opened up so many different possibilities i mean there's new um you know subgenres popping up like every oh, year yeah. all the time oh, yeah. also doing something in general so it, it makes it's this is it makes sense to me for snapchat to you know kind of take the the lead of instagram right how instagram rolled out uh, soundcloud and spotify into the stories and it just makes sense for snapchat to be uh bringing this in right now so uh, it just seems like it's basic functionality looks like snap users will be able to just include songs in, in the you know the posts and the messages and stories uh there's, there's not too too much uh news on it so we'll keep everyone updated but it just seems like it's just the basic functionality of having music in um it's definitely something just bring it, worth bringing up because it's part of a larger trend where you know definitely expect to see music being incorporated a lot more into social media what, what do you think man i mean dude Alec, I, I think you hit it right on the head dude I, I don't know how much more i can really <laughs> add in here um but i think this is a move that snapchat actually needed to make like two or three years ago because um i, I just mm. think it's uh I, 
think it's a little bit too late for them, man. I'll be honest with you. I I don't know. Do you do you know a lot of people that still use Snapchat? I certainly don't use it anymore. Like I well, I rarely. I think... I, 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 I doubt. I delete it off my phone every like six months. Somebody will tell me like, "Oh, dude, I Snapchatted you," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" All right, and then like I'll download it and check in, and then I'll just I'll delete it again. Yeah, you know, I think that's an interesting question, man, because I I do know from just reports, you know, a little while ago. So listeners, don't you know quote me on this because it may have changed since then. But they were losing. Um, I think it was for the first time in their history they were actually losing more users than they were actually gaining on the platform. Um, so if that speaks to anything, I think they are decreasing. But I, what I wonder, Samir, is, is is Snapchat more popular amongst Gen Zs, right, rather than, you know, millennial slash Gen Z? Because we're kind oh, of in that transition period, yeah. right? Like, I don't know, what are the people who are still in high school? Are they still using it? Are they, you know I what I mean? No, that's a really interesting question, Alec. Yeah, maybe, you, maybe, let's do some research on that. Yeah, we, we definitely I, I gotta... will. Honestly, I just don't think that you know i have opinions on on why they've decreased but we can talk about another time but i just don't think bringing music necessarily is actually gonna add anything i don't think it's someone's gonna be like oh now i can snapchat with music they're gonna go download snapchat or they're gonna continue or you know i'm certainly not hopping back on the snapchat now and be like oh look i could do this so unless they figure out something very innovative you know to to do this with the music i I don't think it's really gonna make too much of a difference completely completely agreed instagram's been doing this for a while now with their integration with spotify I just, I don't see this really taking off or, you know, trying to attract people back to Snapchat, but let's hope I'm wrong. Let's, let's, let's see what happens. Right. Um, or snap. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just keep, I mean, uh, that's their fault. That's their problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they established exactly. their brand already. You, right? you guys at Snapchat, you guys need to change my perception of what I should be calling <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm not going to fucking fit into your mold. Don't try me. All right. Um, all right. Well, Alec, so- let's, let's get into this dog. I mean, we, we talked about this. <sighs> Um, not last week, but the week before yeah. Dimitri Vegas, like Mike Paris Hilton. All right. Three names. They all suck, but they're three names. <laughs> you got their song, best friends ass. I, I know, dude, I hate on this song so much, but that's because I truly hate no, this no, song. No, no, no. It's just, it was the part like three names. They all suck. That was just, yeah. <laughs> suggesting yeah but uh dude you know they, they did a they did a interview with uh your edm you know a quick little interview it wasn't a you know it wasn't an interview that like went terribly into you know how the beach of vegas and like mike uh teamed up with paris hilton to do this song best friends ass or bfa is the acronym <laughs> it's just, like, oh it's just god. god i hate saying it too man it's just like it's you know, I, don't, I don't like it man but um they didn't really shed some. They didn't really shed too much light on here. All they said was, "Oh, you know, we we've known Paris for some time," and um, and and I'm talking about from the perspective of Dimitri Regis and like Mike, right? These are the guys who did the interview, not Paris Hilton. They were just saying, "Oh, we've known Paris for a while. Uh, you know, we've been trying to work with her for some time, and you know, our our schedules would never line up, and now they did, and you know, this is kind of Paris's idea in the first place, and we just kind of." you know expanded it from there yeah right yeah did you watch did you watch the uh, music video by any chance I, Alec? I, did you I did. lose any brain cells uh, yeah, I, yeah I lost quite a few with that one I think this is an interesting point here, right? I think this is, and this I've, I was trying to figure out why this song bugged me so much, and it's not just because it's really a, an awful song in of itself, but I think it's really the purpose and the point behind it, right? Like particularly on Paris Hilton's end, and I, I have nothing against Paris Hilton, you know, and I, in some ways I feel quite bad for her because I think there's some 
you know, ways that she was treated in pop culture and the media, which were just generally yeah. unfair to her. Um, yeah, however, agreed. I hate the persona that she's created and seems to continue to be leveraging and pushing, right? This party girl attitude, just like kind of just like, it just doesn't seem quite real, right? And and I understand that she she had some like really, ho- I mean, horrible, horrible things, right? And if you've watched uh, the Netflix documentary, American Meme, did you watch that, Samir? It's actually a really- Oh, Alec, you told me about it before. Yeah, dude. I've it's, never a, it's watched a really it, good. I know I should. It's a yeah. really good one, right? And so I was watching that, and this is before she came out with a song. And I was like, oh, okay, seems like, you know, she's really looking at what she's done and she maybe, but it just seems like she's just falling back into the same trap, right? That put yeah. her in this position. And again, this is not saying that she deserved any, nothing. No, not at all. She, no one deserves that. But my concern with this is that this is just contributing to, a, I think, what is a larger issue, right? Which is the fact that this song is just there to kind of just satisfy, satisfy, sorry, satisfy people's need for immediate gratification, right? Like this song is just pointless. There's no real point to the song. It's just a song that's yeah, I there. I just don't get it. it. You know, it's for publicity purposes because, you know, Paris is a DJ now. DJ Paris calls himself, right? So she wants to promote that. But just the music in general, man, I, I don't think it's something that people think about, but it's just absolute nonsense, the song. And it's it's just, there's no point to it, right? And it's yeah. just kind of one of those songs where, you know, I can see people putting up and like, oh, let's go get fucked up now. Let's go do that, right? And I really dislike how Dimitri... Mike and uh, Dimitri Vegas and like Mike are getting into this and dragging kind of the electronic music into this scene of like just pop Dude, music yes. being like kind of stupid and dumb and there's no point to yes. it i hate Alec, i really do not like that and that's why this song bugs me man because it's contributing to this you know uh, the, the mentality now that you know you can see it even in areas of electronic music which are untouched by pop culture and i'll explain what i mean here right like think about all the things that we've seen from this year Right, like with with Getter, with people being just very intolerant yeah. of things, and just in general, the the vibe that you know we've talked to people, the vibe is kind of like changing sometimes with the more mainstream acts, where people are just there to just get drunk, right, or fucked up. They're not even there for me. They couldn't care less. It's just something they want something that like sounds like it's hype and something where they could just like dance, right, and just like hype each other up. And that's really just not what the basis of electronic music is. And this is one of those songs that I think contributes to that culture that's being developed where it's like EDM music is just about partying. It's just about, you know, it's quite, you know, promiscuous, you know, it's, it's just adding into these stereotypes of electronic music, which, you know, are really just self-created. Like it wasn't there initially and, or inherently. And that's yeah. just something that's come out of it. Right. And that's why I dislike the song man so much, just because it's like, it seems harmless on the surface, but I really think it's just contributing to a much larger problem where it's just like, just try, you know, just like tapping into these things where it's just making it not mean anything, right? And I know we talked about Salvatore Ganacci, right? And there's yeah. a reason why I yeah. draw a, dif- a difference though. Salvatore Ganacci, when he's doing it, he's an entertainer, right? And he's doing this live and his songs aren't necessarily like that, but he's slapstick, man. This is just a modern day equivalent of a slapstick, you know, performer. If you went mm. back and saw Charlie Chaplin, would you say he's an idiot and he's making fun of acting and making it less important? Right. No, because yeah. it's harmless. What it is, is just like, the reason why it's so funny is because you just look at it and it's not what you would expect it to be. It's just completely slapstick. But I don't think it demeans the music. I think all it is is just him doing something that's different and being really slapstick. It's experience of itself. It's like, this is so ridiculous. This is so over the top. But it doesn't demean the music he's playing, right? Whereas this is directly affecting the music in of itself as an art form, 
right? Hmm. And just like, so his hmm. theatrics, he's adding on top of it, create a different one. But this is like saying, okay, we're just going to make some nonsensical tune to bang out. And so people could just get really drunk too. You know, there's a big, I think there's a yeah. big difference. With Salvatore, that's not his goal, really. I don't think his right. goal is just to make people no, laugh right. and smile and like yeah. have a good time. That's, that's, you know, have a good time in a different way, right? I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. I, I'm still not totally stoked and appreciative of what Salvatore Ganache oh, yeah, is no. doing I mean, and how he's representing EDM. <laughs> right. But I, I will, I think, you know, you might agree with, I think I'm interpreting what you're saying here properly, right? This type of music or like this production that Dimitri Vegas and like Mike and Paris Hilton have put out, this is much more detrimental to, to the scene, to the electronic no. music scene than what Salvatore Ganache does on stage, right? Definitely. Would you agree with that? No, I would 100% agree with that. Because this is just about the actual art form itself. Like, I mean, you know, it's it, the music that Salvatore Ganache makes, if you just listen to the music, right? if he that he's produced yeah it's not like i wouldn't put it on par with this it's like not like just stupid and nonsensical right like he adds that on top as like a theatrical element to it almost like a production right whereas this is just the actual song in of itself is just stupid and meaningless and i think you know it's i don't want to give like a slippery slope fallacy to this man but it's like if this just keeps going on like this it's you know i don't want to see it turn into like the really mainstream pop yeah fuck. and people just and and the reason why they're doing this man is that they're just catering to people's gratification they see a trend they see people are enjoying electronic music so all they're doing is capitalizing on this that's all it is is that they're capitalizing on this and like oh these people you know seems like they like electronic music let's start doing this type of stuff and that's why i think it's scary man because then you look at people like the chain smokers and how they're changing their vibe up right they're just but that's not an artistic expression piece that's just them trying to cater to what they think the people want yeah right yeah that just that just creates like this never-ending thing where it's like okay it's just shittier and shittier music is being produced and there's no real artistic expression in it you know and it just goes back and forth and just this horrible thing i I, that's the only concern i have for electronic music going forward is you know seeing some of these djs right like we were never fans of dimitri vegas and like mike but just now as they're really starting to like pair up with these with the with these you know with these people you know and just use it in much more of a commercialized sense um is something that i'm not really a fan of because I, I think it really demeans the experience and it just brings a totally different vibe to it i don't know man that's just me that was my kind of like <laughs> rant there but yeah i mean i don't really have much else to add here it's just <laughs> you know i just wish that the story behind this song was a little bit better like you know the, but the article really didn't shed much light in terms of like because there know, isn't a point there like, isn't one man the point is just to it, it's an attention grabbing thing I it's a hundred percent that's why it, that's, that's why when they asked the question right what's the co- they just said oh i came up with this concept it's like the concept was just let's get clickbait let's make something yeah. music that's clickbait it certainly doesn't help that uh kim kardashian also made a cameo in this music video as well uh, once again <laughs> just also adding to the whole clickbait vibe and uh direction that they were going for in this song they're not you know bad, I mean? they're like, not can, bad people man i just don't get why they keep doing yeah. this and it's like they feel I, I mean if you watch this american meme right like a lot of the times and i feel bad a lot of times they you know they, they're very much trapped in this type of thing this persona they yeah. created but they can change it they don't have to be and yeah. maybe it's because they don't have the support network in there just like we were talking about with avici maybe it's that and that that's something to say for that but something is just you know it's got to change and i do worry with songs like this coming out and djs being like yeah i'm down for it i, I don't know I don't, I don't like that yeah well let's let's hope <laughs> yeah, that um yeah let's hope that things kind of turn around from here Hopefully. we don't really see too many people trying to imitate this sort of behavior 
Uh, but Alec, that was a that was a dank <laughs> yeah. anti-plur moment. But let's go for the real anti-plur moment oh, yeah. now. All right, listeners, I think you guys can all um, you know uh, sympathize and, and feel this one. But we're gonna talk about people when you're in the crowd at a show. Those folks who get out their phones, right? Totally fine if you want to capture a few memories here and there, right? But the people who hold up their phones and take super shitty shaky videos right they're spinning around they're getting all up in your face again all up in your space you know they're, they're, they're moving like bro chad are you ever gonna watch that video again i mean what the fuck i, I like seriously man like i, I I'm, I'm hyped you're hyped right we're all at a at a marshmallow show or whatever and you know i'm so alone right it's on you know we're, everyone's pretty psyched up you, you get out your phone but my dog you're never going to watch this video again. Like, why do you have to get all up and jumping around people's space, like shaking your, your camera around? It's just, uh, you know, the shorter people like me, I'm not that short, but, you know, comparatively, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm shorter than a lot of people in the crowd. I'm five foot eight. Um, but <laughs> sometimes I feel like I, I have to watch the, the show through somebody else's shitty video recording while I'm in the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, just, that just pisses me off. Like, if you're going to take a video... You know, just just take it properly. Like, just hold the phone, right? Take the video, put it down, get back to what you're doing. No. That's all. That's all it is. Totally, man. Again, like this is another theme where it's just like you know, just etiquette and just manners with it too. Because no doubt, usually these shaky videos and stuff, right? It's usually just because they're jumping around, like you were saying, like a like a lunatic, and it's just kind of ruining not only the video but also people's you know live perception yeah. of the show and then people throw them up on like their instagram stories and like their snapchat stories nah, i presume i'm not on snapchat know. anymore right we talked about that but like you know <laughs> yeah not, not just, on snapchat I, definitely not there yeah exactly <laughs> i just don't get it like I, I don't understand what you're trying to capture here it's just a blurry fucking mess you know what i mean like, just just like put it down take it easy this really right, gets guy. you man this really gets you it gets to me dude because I'm, I'm a shorter person you know i'm a shorter person in the crowd and like you know when, when people put up their gangly ass arms and like they're they're shaking their they're fucking, you know, video phone around. It's annoying, dog. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to take in the moment. And then, you know, we got Chad and Brad in front of me, just like straight up, you know, shoving their phones everywhere. And you know, I'm, I'm all for capturing moments. Really, I am. I seriously am all for capturing moments. I totally appreciate. It. There are people who are like, don't take out your phone at all, right? And I think in certain vibes in certain clubs, especially in Europe, I can totally appreciate that. I really do. But if you want to capture a moment, you know what I mean, like your favorite song is on or like you just want to relive that moment again, take the video properly, man. Yeah. Don't don't be shaking that shit around. There's no need for that. Yeah. I mean, you can't really show yeah. it's not worth showing to anybody after that, right? And then it's just like, okay, exactly. you took a video that's not even worth watching, so kind of just wasted your time there and you weren't even paying attention exactly. to the thing. Yeah, exactly. it's definitely, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. And that, there's something to be said to that too, right? Like, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a stickler when it comes to video. I know a lot of people say with videos and stuff but it's just like if you're doing the video like just make sure that it's, it's there's a reason why you're doing it and you know you're actually present and there at the show too and not just there for the instagram likes or or, or whatever oh yeah no, no. And, that, and that's a separate one that's a separate discussion actually but yeah yeah the oh, shaky yeah, videos yeah. we, can, man, we like, can go into like, that come on yeah. you can hold a phone straight like let's let's do exactly that. You, can, you can do it yeah exactly dude exactly yeah i didn't want to spend too much time on that yeah, you know what i mean definitely. but listeners <laughs> Of the podcast, if this is you, take some time to self-reflect. You know what I mean? Look at the mirror. Just, the uh, shaky mirror. You know what? You know what? Send us your shittiest video. I want to <laughs> see how shitty your videos Honestly, get. Honestly, right? please. I want to yeah, see we're some on Instagram at <laughs> Exactly. We're on Instagram at btb.pod and Twitter's uh, at podbtb. We're also on Facebook. You know, definitely find us. And I want to see your shitty video. I have some. All right? But I learned. I learned. <laughs> and so I, I want to I see your shitty videos as well. But uh, let's let's go on to it, man. Let's get right into it. The what are we listening to this week? We have two 
artists. We got two tracks. We got Flux Pavilion, right? Featuring Nerve. It's a song called Lion's Cage. And we got Drezzo with his song Afterlife. I'm so stoked that Drezzo's back. Me too. I, I love it, dude. I, I'm very, very happy that he's back. I'm so sad we missed him, though, man, at EDC. Oh, I know. I know. The damn shuttle the, the first day. I, I know. know. Yeah, I know. We really did try to make an effort, too. But, you know, just some things don't work out. That's just how it is. Yep. Um, but Flux Pavilion with Lion's Cage. Alec, what do you think, dude? You know, I know you're probably differing from me, but I'm actually going to be the upbeat one this time. You know, I kind of liked it. I, it's not my favorite song of his, and it's, you know, not something I'll listen to a lot, but I actually kind of like it, and I could see where he was going for it. It was definitely a lighter, more melodical sound to what he was doing, and I, I don't know, man, but I think it's you should really talk more about this, because I... I, I enjoyed it but there's been a lot of heat and a lot of backlash a lot of people did not like it yeah you know and i think a lot of people i think a lot of people didn't like this song because it's very different from what flux pavilion normally does right and listeners i'm not a massive flux pavilion fan right i I can appreciate what he's done for the scene you know I, i can appreciate the tracks that he's put out gold dust is still a phenomenal song i know it's old uh, I know it's one of his most popular songs. I can't but... stop. Like, yeah, man, that's an yeah. awesome song. I can't stop. I can appreciate all that Flux Pavilion has done, you know, and I'm not hating on this song because it's different from what he normally puts out, right? I, I, we Listeners, we've talked about this on the show, right? We've talked about the fact that if, if artists want to try something new, right, branch into something new, mm. go for it, right? Express your creativity and, and you know, go forward with, with no limits and no bounds, right? But... I don't know, man. This song, I just, I don't know. I just felt kind of, it felt really basic. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like there wasn't, I, at times it felt annoying. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's just like that future bass sound that just seems to be everywhere at all times on the radio, <laughs> you know, hitting the EDM charts. It just didn't feel like special or unique. I just didn't get anything great out of it. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, It wasn't for me. I don't think it was for me. It's dope that Flex Pavilion is trying something new. Truly, I, I do appreciate that. But I'm just, I'm not about it. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I kind of like I kind of liked it. I'm not gonna lie. And and he's done a couple songs that I've been going this direction, so I'm not that shocked with the change in pace. Like he has. Huh, yeah, I have to look back and find one song. I actually kind of I kind of like it. He he's been going a different direction, but yeah, I'm not as harsh on this one as you know. Again, it's not my favorite, but listeners go. You know, you could take a, a listen to that um, after. You know, you listen to the show because I'd be very interested to see what you think. But yeah, no doubt. But definitely moving on to something I know that we'll both agree on, and we don't have to talk about it from that perspective beforehand. Drezzo's Afterlife, man, I really did Fuck enjoy this. Yes, song. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, man. So fucking pumped that Drezzo is back, right, Alec? I mean, what was his most recent uh, release before this? I mean, I'm pretty sure the man did not put out any consistent music since like 2017 if i recall correctly right yeah again like don't quote us on this but i'm pretty sure you're right i I don't remember the last thing he did yeah i I think maybe uh, if i'm looking at his spotify releases right real quick if i'm looking at his spotify oh he actually did a recently he did a remix of jacephalstein by the way oh he did yeah from uh, was it alf is that how you call it yeah if you look on his soundcloud he has it he did a he did a remix that's relatively recent i i that i thought that was pretty good too actually got a lot of lot of hits we should definitely look at that again but i believe the last one before that was night which was yes you're absolutely right yeah that was his only uh i guess his only single from 2018 right and that was also released january 15th 2018 right night he had a solid string of releases in 2017 2016 2015 right 2014 
but I feel like he's been so quiet, dude. And it's just so great to hear not only a new song from Drezzo, but a banging song on top of that, too. What do you think? Yeah, totally, man. I, I really enjoyed it. It's great to see that he's back on the scene. I, I'm sure he's just been spending time in the studio, right? Like, I think that's kind of what happened. And, and, and I actually like it when artists do that, when they take a little bit of a time off. Again, like, yeah. I, I think maybe he also probably needs space. Like, I'm pretty sure he was touring pretty hard. So I'm glad he took the time that he need he needed to you know get back into you know producing the music probably take some time to relax a bit and now he's hitting the circuit again i love it yeah no doubt no doubt all right alec should we get into reviewing these pieces of music we definitely should let's do it all right listeners of beyond the beats we have a uh, unique rating scale here on the show level one through five with five being the highest and one being the lowest level one is called one listen it's where alec and i will pick up a piece of music and we'll give it a shot and you know, that's probably the only time that we'll give it a shot. We'll, we gave it a chance, but the reason why we call it one listen is because we're encouraging our listeners to at least give it a one listen or at least give it one chance. So that's level one, one listen. Level two is called background noise. It's when a piece of music comes on. You might be doing something else. You might be cooking or, you know, putting away clothes or doing laundry or whatever. Uh, and it's not it's not something that's going to make you want to skip the track. You're not crazy about it, but, you know, it's on in the background. You don't mind it being there. So that's level two is background noise. Level three is called Turn It Up. It's pretty self-explanatory, but when a piece of music comes on, you're going to grab the volume knob and you're going to crank it up. You want to hear that loud and proud. So that's level three is Turn It Up. Level four is Just Bought Tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, listen to a release from an artist, and it implores you to want to basically look up the the tour dates for that artist and see when are they coming to your town next. Uh, And so that's level four, Just Bought Tickets. Level five is Speechless. It's when you listen to a piece of music and it literally leaves you speechless. It's just you and the music. You're on a different level. You're connecting with it. And uh, that's it. It leaves you speechless. So that's one through five. Level one being one listen. Level two is background noise. Level three is turn it up. Level four is just bought tickets. And level five is speechless. Alec, what did you think of Drezzo's Afterlife? Oh, something with Drezzo. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this a... Oof. I'm not going to give it, I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to give it a speechless. I'm just going to give it a, you know, I'm actually just going to give it a just bought tickets with this one. Like I really right enjoyed up. it, you know, definitely not on quite the speechless level. I don't believe I've given one out yet. Um, no, you yeah. know, and this, this was definitely, it was excellent. This is a very good, so a uh, just bought tickets, a level four out of five. Great job, Drezzo. It's so nice to see you back on circuit and releasing some sounds, uh, some tunes, I mean, as well as uh, touring. So that that's great. I love this, man. What about you? Yeah, no, dude, this song is a tune. All right, I'm giving this one a just bought tickets. All right, uh, I love it. I love Drezzo and I love that he's back and he's, he's back at it again. Um, and I, I hope we get a chance to see him, dude. I was bummed that we yeah. had to miss him at EDC, but it was really, it was nobody's fault, right? It was just, it was just the traffic of getting there on the first day and that's just how it is. And I'm totally understanding of that. So Drezzo, I hope you come to the New York City area soon because I'd love to catch you, man, for real. All right, dude, Flux Pavilion, his song Lion's Cage. We got that, we got that future bass sound here from Flux Pavilion <laughs> featuring Nerve. Alec, what'd you think? Uh, you know, man, I... <laughs> I don't know. This is this is where I wish we had decimals, but I know we don't do decimals here. So no decimals on Beyond the Beats. <laughs> so they can't stick to no one of the other shit. man. This is tough. Yeah. Right. I was bad with decimals in middle in in elementary school, uh-huh. and I'm not gonna uh-huh. fucking support decimals now. All right, uh, that's why I don't like decimals. I have a vendetta against. Such them. a big boy now. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I'm gonna give it a. Yeah, I'm okay. You know what? Props up to him. I'm gonna give him a turn it up. I am. I'm gonna give it a little. Right. I know. Well, okay. I was thinking background noise, but I think again, I think people are being a little too harsh on this one. I actually kind of like the vocals with it. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually gonna give this just a, a, a turn it up a level three because I definitely want to listen to it again. You should try listening to it again, man. Give it another chance. All right, maybe I will. <laughs> probably not. For now that's that's a probably show. not. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? No, no, dude. Straight, straight up. I'm going to give this a background noise, right? And this is a level two background noise. Not going to give it a one listen, right? It's Look, listeners, one listen I feel like is really reserved for those songs where it's just like, what is this shit? All right. <laughs> like, I, it's not like that. This song is not like that for me. This song, I, I think it's cool that Flex is going to try something new. If, if, we're, if I'm in the car with Alec and he throws this shit on... All right, fine, whatever. I'm going to listen to it. Not a big deal. Um, but it's just not something that I'm going to personally seek out myself. Uh, but if it's on, I'm not going to complain about it. It's just going to be a background noise for me. Not a big deal, right? Yeah. All right, well, fair enough, yeah. man. Fair enough. All right, Alec. Love the artists that we're watching this week, dog. I love it, man. And I love the person that you that you chose this week, for real, man. I mean, hearing that song, that and, and I know you're going to get into it, but I just want to say quickly, hearing the song that this person did um, while we were road tripping from San, San Francisco to Vegas, that just got me so hyped in the car as we were approaching Vegas, Alec. But but please tell me, who are you watching this so week? So I'm watching a guy called uh, Volik. I believe that's how you say his name. It's uh, V-O-L-I-I-K. And he did a cover as he calls it, but it's, it's really kind of a remix. We calls it a cover of Eric Fritz's Opus. And I tell you what, Ooh. man, he did a fantastic job with it. So you can kind of hear it building up right now. And it's a long build-up, so we've had to cut it short. If you like the original Opus, yeah. you'll like this. But the drop on this is fantastic. It's kind of got this mid-tempo, you know, almost trap type of vibe to it. But take a listen, and you'll absolutely love this drop. say dude i i you know alec i, I mean i uh oof, all right oh, gosh i'm like trying to find the words dude. right now yeah i know, yeah, Lord, I know. my man What's i know going on yeah here? dude I, you know i did uh, alec look l- let me let me get some background knowledge here right? okay alec when you had told me about this song right that that this person attempted to do a mid-tempo remix of an eric pritz song right because it took you some time to find it uh while, while we were in the car right. uh driving to vegas I was like, oh, fuck, dude, this, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this song because, um, look, Eric Pritz is a hard person to remix. He really, really is. And then to do a mid-tempo remix of Eric Pritz, that's tough. Um, but, my God, I, I got to say, this this Opus remix or, co- or cover is what he calls it, it actually slaps. Yep. And it's actually a really, really good remix. And this guy, I got I to gotta give it off to him, man. I got to, you know, shake his hand. This guy has balls. <laughs> It's not, <laughs> yeah, yeah sir, sir, up. it's yeah. not easy. I know. Yeah, it's not easy to take a song like this that number one is done by a mastermind, Eric Pritz, but also number two, if, if, we're, if we're talking outside of Eric Pritz, right? Opus, the, the original, is it's it's so well known, right? It, it is it has broken every, you know, kind of boundary here. I mean, it's, it's a progressive house song that I think a lot of people would be able to recognize. So for this guy to, you know, take the challenge of remixing it, 
I think uh, takes a lot of guts, and this it's really impressive, and I'm really, really happy with the way that this remix came out. Totally, man. I'm so glad that you really liked it, because you know, when I was going to show it to you, I was actually a little bit nervous, too, because I was like, oh, is yeah. he not going to like it? But I think one of the keys that he did with this song was he's, you know, he really paid homage to it, right? And he yeah. he made sure to keep enough of it, and it's kind, it's still the same, like, almost structure and style, right? In a sense, it's that really long build-up, and then he just puts mm-hmm. his own little mm-hmm. flair on it, and then it drops, you know? And I, and I call it mid-tempo kind of, like, loosely, because I'm not entirely sure you know what he would call it but it, it's certainly not something that you expect but it's it's the same but it's different enough to be his and it just works very very well together you know so i i it's yeah. unbelievable i mean and this is somebody who's just not very big yet i mean on a soundcloud uh, three thousand plus followers no you know not much he only has 11 tracks and only just a few of those are his originals uh, i believe he's from denmark and he he does a whole blend of different genres so you've got it's really just kind of a baseline of mid-tempo but he throws in other sub-genres on top of that so very very creative producer keep an eye yeah. on on this guy yeah I, i'm really sucked about this guy and, and just definitely go check him out because he's got a bunch of other songs that you like but this is the one that just made me be like whoa this is huge right so yeah no uh- I, I love I love when people get creative. I really do. And this guy, I mean, you could just tell that he's really got that creative energy to him. And he just did a really fantastic job with this opus remix or cover is is what he calls it. So Alec, dude, great find, man. Great find. I was I was seriously oh, seriously so impressed. Awesome, so man. yeah, of course, brother, of course. Dude, I'm excited to be talking about my guy. All right, we got Quiet Bison, Ooh. all capital letters, right? Quiet Bison, like shh. Quiet Bison. Just shh. All right, yeah, shh, exactly. Uh, but, bro, this guy's giving me some serious flume vibes, all right? I'm going to be playing his song, Silk. Uh, I think it's one of his most recent releases, Silk. Great song. Listeners, I'll tell you a little bit about him, but just, just take a listen to this. I dig it. I dig it. I do. I'm a little surprised that this is what you would have chosen, but I like the switch up with this, man. This is really really cool. And I could 100% see what you mean by flume vibes there. I really can. Yeah, Ali, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to keep the the artists that we're watching here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to switch it up. I'm trying to keep it interesting. Trying to keep it Love fresh. That. And I think this guy is is interesting and is fresh. Okay, he's from Portland, Oregon. All right, on his SoundCloud, he's got about three thousand followers. On Spotify, which this this is quite surprising, actually, I found. But on his Spotify, he has twenty four thousand mm. monthly listeners. But for his Followers on SoundCloud being 3,000 followers and for his Instagram being 730 followers. I, I just thought this was – I was I was kind of surprised by how high his monthly listeners are. But, I mean, this guy's talented. Yeah, He's super, super talented. And I'm telling you guys right now, he is coming up. All right. He's already done a mix for Nest HQ. Oh, wow. Uh, and he's actually already opened up for What's So Not uh, in the Denver, Colorado tour stop from his most recent uh, stop there. So – 
Quiet Bison, man, he is on the rise, guys. If you guys liked what you heard, you can definitely uh, check out his socials and his SoundCloud. We're going to have links to all that in our show notes, so definitely check that out. Yeah, well, awesome, man. That, that's a fantastic find, someone to definitely keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I'll have to look at this because I think What's or Not's coming to San Francisco, and I, I don't know if Ooh. I don't know if he's coming with, pro- probably not. It's probably going to be a local resident, but... Yeah, he's more of like one of those local... Yeah, the local residents, but it'd be but, interesting to yeah. see, like, you know, hell, maybe I'll go to Denver and see, because I mean, it's closer than it is to me than yeah. it is to you, but we'll see. No, anyway, no. man, what a fantastic find, and I feel like this was a good episode. Yeah, dude, it feels good, man. I partially missed not uh, recording yeah, an episode last weekend, you know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, I think we really needed to sleep, dude. I, I don't know about you, Alec, <laughs> but I... Like every single day of the of the week since we've been back from EDC, like I just felt like I was always doing something, right? Getting back to real life, working, catching up on work, catching up on the podcast stuff that needs to be done, grocery shopping, all that stuff. But dude, let me tell you, man, Thursday night, I felt like I finally had a night. I crashed. I slept for like 12 or 14 hours Jeez. straight, dude. It felt amazing. I bet it did. I mean, I didn't have quite that, you know, amount of sleep, but I could totally see what you were saying, man. Like, it's and it's yeah. nice that it went into Memorial Day weekend, actually. Uh, I yeah, it. yeah, it's kind of nice to have that day off tomorrow. Definitely, yeah, exactly. really nice to do it. No doubt. But, uh, but yeah, listeners, this is great. I mean. I just wanted to say quickly, Samir, you know, in terms of like, you know, I I don't know, we haven't really pushed this too much yet, but I'd really like this to, to become something more going forward. We've, we've created a Facebook group within our page, kind of like a, a group, you know, a community of people. There's, you know, a few people in it right now, but we'd really love to like just be able to interact more with you guys because I know it's it's hard to if you're just commenting on our photos or, or whatever. But like, if you want to really get more of a behind the scenes look, you know, we'll be posting exclusive articles with our thoughts on them and just really trying to engage with you guys because i i want to make a a conceited effort to you know we we both do want to make a real conceited effort to to engage with that's the whole point of this podcast is to you know meet new people and to just connect over electronic music so well this will be in the show notes but you can find it on our facebook page as well but yeah that that's uh, kind of the only uh you know announcement i had submit but i think we can wrap this one up no doubt about it. Alec, don't miss me too much, man, because I'm going to be seeing you in like <laughs> two know, and a half weeks I for know. Second Sky. Oh, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, we got Second Sky coming up, so that will be good. No doubt. No doubt, guys. All right, listeners, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 17. And once again, thank you guys so much for all your support of this podcast. Seriously, just the outpouring positive vibes, positive comments you guys have been sending us really means a lot to us. And if you have suggestions for how we can improve the show. We are always open to hearing that. We always appreciate constructive criticism. That goes a long way for us. So until next time though, we will see you guys real soon next week for episode 18. See you guys soon.